this is a bonus episode of The Upside. We are answering the questions that you asked us to answer on Instagram. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. All right, Callie posted it on her Instagram and said, what do you want to know about Jeff or about me or about me and Jeff or about anything? And we will answer them. Then she printed all your questions out, cut them up into nice little squares that are here in a bowl. And one by (laughs) one, we'll pull them out and address them. What are you laughing at? It's just funny. You told my whole process. Yeah. Uh, and Lily is going to participate. Apparently, Lily has just jumped up on the couch and is sniffing the microphone. Lily, no one asked you questions. Bonus episodes are available commercial-free and are usually released a few days early if you are a member of our advisory horde. You can join the advisory horde by texting the word horde, H-O-R-D-E, to 800-434-5454. We want to say thank you to the advertisers who are making this a bonus episode possible. Skillshare is one of those. If you are looking to become more productive or streamline your productivity, I just found a class on Skillshare. It's an hour and five minutes long, and it is speaking my language. It's how to put systems in place to increase your productivity. I will be taking that class this week, and I can do it absolutely free by going to Skillshare.com slash upside and getting two free months of premium membership. That's access to thousands of classes for 60 days on Skillshare.com that you can use to expand your mind, learn something new, or brush up on something you already know. That's two free months of premium membership for free by going to Skillshare.com slash upside. Talking about life insurance isn't the most fun thing that you want to discuss with your family, but it can be really easy to navigate with Policy Genius. What you'll do is you'll pull up policygenius.com and they will help you find the right life insurance for your family in a really easy way. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape so you don't have to. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home, an auto insurance, or disability insurance. Just takes a couple minutes, go to policygenius.com. And when you see the drop down menu asking how you heard of the site, make sure you choose the upside. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding owns it. Every sleep solution is American made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Phoenix, Arizona, where they make a custom mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started 25 years ago as master craftsmen, learning everything they could learn about building a quality mattress. We have been sleeping on the Elite Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding for about three months now. It's got individually encased coils and proprietary comfort foams with a smart fabric cover. I don't know how the technology works, but I do know that it has advanced technology that takes your body heat and transforms it into far infrared rays of energy that give you more restorative sleep. 
The Spartan also has Titan Cool, which responds to individual body temperature to give you the perfect sleep environment. And you can get a brand new mattress for 25% off. And they have mattresses that start at just $499 by going to brooklynbedding.com using the promo code UPSIDE. If you're looking for the best sleep ever, factory direct prices, go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses just start at $499, 25% off every order with Upside. Thank you for sponsoring this episode, Policy Genius, Skillshare, and Brooklyn Betting. Question number one, Callie, hardest part of marriage, question mark. I may be atypical in saying this because people have said over and over and over that marriage is so hard. I don't find marriage hard. Is that weird? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't find it particularly hard. I would imagine for you, probably always knowing that you're going to be number two. Is that a challenge for you? What are you talking about? Like second best looking. Shut up. Second smartest. Second funniest. Um, I think the hardest part of marriage, and I really don't find marriage to be difficult, um, has been watching someone that you love hurt and not being able to protect them. That's been really hard for me. And there have been a couple times, mostly surrounding Jeff's radio firing that um, I wanted to save him and I couldn't. And that just about killed me. I think the hardest part of marriage for me, actually you have made, much easier, but I grew up as an only child and very, very much value my alone time and have never really came to terms with that until the past few years. And you've been very respectful of that, but I've been married. I was married once before and it was difficult for me to convey the fact that sometimes I just need a break. Like, from and I'm and I'm not talking about like I have to leave town for a week or whatever, but sometimes I just need to go lie on my bed, not take a nap or anything, but just go and be like 30 minutes by myself. It's an introvert, only child, <laughs> weird thing. And you just get that and know that. Yeah. So uh I feel sometimes it makes me feel selfish to do that. Um, but you make that easier for me. But that to me, being selfish, knowing that at sometimes I need to be selfish in order to be the best husband I could be is a challenge for me. I didn't mean to rhyme that. <laughs> Hardest part of podcasting. Um, we got a theme here. Hardest part of marriage. Hardest part of podcasting. (laughs) I think the hardest part of podcasting. Well, okay. This is almost our, our answers are going to be a little skewed because my husband has, has had a 25 year career in radio. So things that would be hard if I was doing this by myself would be a totally different answer. Uh, I think generating interesting content. It's it's not that it's hard. It's just that we do five shows a week and there are probably what five or six segments, at least a show. So we have to come up with 25 to 30 different segments a week. And that's a lot. And we, and we try to balance it out really well. Like we never want one entire show to be super, super like focused on, you know, like 
making yourself better life lessons. And we also don't want an entire show just to be silly, dumb stories about our lives. So we try to balance it. Um, for me, it's, I think it's um, the time management. Well, there's, yeah. The front of house stuff is just the time management of like getting the show done, getting it produced, getting it like do it, having to do that every day. The back of house stuff where I have to do like administrative things related to our advertising partnerships and paperwork and stuff like that. I'm just not good at that. Yeah. So what high school did you to? I'm sure that is directed to you, Callie, and it's <laughs> what high school did you go to? I... And that is like, if you live in Georgia, and you know, if you live in Georgia, you know this. If you're listening to us from a different state, you need to know that when two people from the state of Georgia meet each other, one of the first three questions is, what high school did you go to? Yep. And usually people just say, what school did you go to? I went to Woodward Academy in College Park. I went to Onondaga Central High School in Syracuse, New York. Jeff is shuffling the questions. They're in a. They're all folded up in a glass bowl. Uh, I have nothing more notable to say about that. I was a classmate of David Muir, mm-hmm. who's the host of ABC World News Tonight. What advice would you give to yourself at age twenty-two? I'm guessing the person who wrote this is 22 years old or about to be 22. <laughs> um, I can answer this one easily. Don't run up your credit cards. Do not go into credit card debt. Do not live above your means. Don't. Don't do it. Um, also, it sounds ridiculous, but try set an unattainable financial goal like that that will pay dividend like try if you're 22 try to own a house by 26 it's not impossible like figure out what it takes to do and focus and get there and you'll be set for life also don't worry about consequences because just go take the risk do the thing travel to the country go to the place Fall in love with the bad person. Take the job. It, do it. Do it all. Yep. Um, two things on a personal level. Mine would be financially related to mine would be um, it. I didn't spend out of my means, but my parents were paying my expenses when I was in college and I had two jobs in college, meaning I was making looking back on it like arguably more than I make now. And I blew all of it on the dumbest stuff ever. I bought so many wet seal clothes. I was dating kind of like a guy that did not have a good job and I would buy his clothes and his cell phone and all. That was so stupid. I would be a freaking bajillionaire right now if I had saved my money. So don't spend all your money on dumb stuff. And on a personal level, um, I don't know. Maybe that's just it. I had one and it escaped me probably because we may or may not have been drinking wine while we're answering these questions. Do you and Jeff still use ButcherBox? How often do you have it delivered? Favorite meats that you order? What's your favorite meat? Um, true story. We 
still have an abundance of butcher box. Yeah, the last one came in right, uh, like I think right after Thanksgiving or maybe right before Thanksgiving. So we had a ton of Thanksgiving leftovers. And then December was a wash because we spent like a week and a half in up, New York. up in New York with, with my dad. And then it was Christmas and we had Thanksgiving leftovers and all that stuff. Uh, so we have like four pounds of ground beef. We have chicken. We have everything right now. Yeah. I don't, um, the only, I have had, everything has been delicious out of the butcher box. Um, I, two things. Um, I didn't love the sirloin because, um, I don't think I cooked it properly. So I guess that's only one thing, but I don't think it was a quality of meat issue. I just don't think I, I cooked the sirloin right. We ruined the sirloin, but everything it, else has been really good. Yeah. And the strip steaks are good. The chicken is good. Um, super convenient. The salmon was good. Uh, I don't think we've gotten any pork, have we? No, we haven't tried the pork yet, but yeah, we've had a great experience with it. We'll order it again. And I think Jeff ordered it as a gift for someone that we know. So we're, we're into it. Is your goal to make your podcast full-time work ever, or will you always do something else also? That's, I, that's obviously directed to the employed person in the room. <laughs> um, I would say, well, eventually our goal is to have our the Callie and Jeff brand be be sustainable. Here's the thing. In the immediate future, do I have plans to quit my job? No. And there's a reason for that. Uh, one, I love it. And it gives me an outlet that I don't have on the podcast with with my talents and working with talent and, and doing all of that. And I love that. Number two, and this is such a grown-up answer, benefits. Right. The benefits are so good. So as of right now, our plan is to expand our team and not for me to quit my job. So it kind of could be one or the other, like, oh, Callie could quit her job or we could hire more people to grow our team bigger and bigger. And that's the current plan. So no, I have no plans to quit my job um, anytime soon. I still follow the Callie Dollar podcast. Are you ever going to do anything there or just the upside? Nope, just the upside. But I think you have old shows up there, so we don't want to take it down, right? Yeah. We could move them over to... There's no point. You can leave it there. I know, but we could just kill it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so final or mean yeah, or whatever, but uh, it, that means it costs us money every month. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can kill it. Oh. Do y'all pretend that y'all, there's a lot of y'alls in here. Do y'all pretend that y'all don't know what the other is going to say on the show? Or do y'all really not know? Like, do y'all have to fake reactions? Uh, we don't fake reactions. The only faked reactions is if we have to record something twice. So it's not really a faked reaction, but we'll repeat it. Like if I stumble on a sentence or well we don't even edit that there's been a couple times where we're we're or oh the dog starts barking or whatever then we'll have to repeat sentences but no all of our reactions are genuine how do you feel your marriage has changed since beginning to work together do you want to go first on that one um if for me it's a bigger thing because not at the same time we started to work together. I also 
lost my job. Like I lost my job. Then we started to work together. So I would lump both of those things in together. And uh, I think it's made us stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt so supported and backed up during the job loss stuff that it, it couldn't help but make me feel like the marriage was stronger. The like question the, is, since we've started working together, how has our marriage changed? Yeah, but I had to lump the two of them together because yeah. of everything. Like, it's hard to separate the two. For me, uh, we definitely bicker more, but it's always over business stuff. We hardly ever bicker about personal stuff. And bicker, I mean in terms of we'll have to talk something out. I'm like, well, I don't agree with that. And he's like, well, I do. And the talking out of business things is different, but it's not bad bickering or it's just something you have to do when you're starting a business with someone. I, um, it's not I, catty bickering. It's just talking de about debating. Yeah. I, I struggle with, and I think this is leftover from my old jobs. And and I and this is just something to be mindful of because I know other people who work in creative mediums, like who work in music or the arts. Mm -hmm. If when you work in a creative environment like that, if somebody's job looks really easy or they look like they're just so good at it, chances are they're working really, really hard or have worked really, really hard behind the scenes to make it that way, right? Mm -hmm. So what I struggle with is in my past couple jobs, I would work my tail off, just get my get the job done. And through years of experience and also natural talent, which is difficult even now for me to admit, but just through talent and experience, I can make challenging things seem really easy mm -hmm. and they just get done. And so one thing I struggle with is feeling like the hard work I'm doing is not seen and I don't know what to do about that. Which is really funny and interesting because I, as a wife, vocalize a lot how proud I am and thank you so much and all of this stuff. I think there's something in your head yeah. that is stuck up there. Yeah. Um, because but, I do try to, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this. Thank you for doing that. Leave me note. Um, but you are definitely really paranoid about me not knowing how much work you're doing. And I, I, that is completely connected to Pro mainly my last job, but even the job I had before that, when I went seven months without a contract and I, that job was certainly easier. Like there was less on my shoulders, but I mean, I just, yeah, that's something that I have to work on because I out of anyone in your life, I mean, you know, but I feel like even the other night, like after you had gone to bed, I sat down to, to post the show mm -hmm. and something, I don't know what it was, but there was just like a little glitch in the matrix and the audio that we recorded, the whole thing had like a little bit of static through it. Ugh. So I had to pull up the master recording, import it, line up the times so that I could still see the edit markers mm -hmm. post it. So it was, it was, 
ironically enough, it was the episode where I was saying everything that should only take five minutes is Takes taking an 45. hour. Yeah. So it took like an hour and a half and nobody had any idea. And in my head, I'm like, somebody needs to know about this. Yeah. Somebody needs to know. But I, yeah, I think you're right. That's in my own brain. Um, what flavor Panko chicken do you get, Callie? I get, we usually get the, it's called like the simple or the base, the basic is what it's called. And we get one hot, one with fries and we get one barbecue with rice and then we split them. Yeah. Um, yep. Do, 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 do. Does Callie have a potty mouth when not <laughs> talking on the show? LOL. I feel like she does. That's for you to answer. You think? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you do. Do you? I definitely say bad words. I just don't cuss on Instagram or on the show because I know people, my friends are listening with their kids and I think it's disrespectful. But um, I used to have a way worse mouth, I think, when I worked in music. Advice after breakup, divorce. How did you get through it? I'm 25. We were together for nine years. Oof. Um. One day at a time, like I was married for nine years and got divorced. And when you're in it, like when you're going through it, it seems like there's no other side to it. But then all of a sudden you're on the other side of it. So, and I can't, and I think where that point is, is different for everybody, but the people that I have spoken with, all of them have a moment. Like all of them are just on the other side of it and something happens and they're like, oh, I'm oh, here I am. And I'm and, okay. And I'm okay. I went through, I had a relationship for over four years. That so was a really serious relationship and we broke up and I did not get out of bed for a little bit. I broke up with him, but I was still really crushed and it was a really hard circumstance um, I remember that my mom forced me to go to a dentist appointment. She's like, I made you a dentist appointment. You've got to get out of your apartment. And I remember thinking the very last thing I want to do is go to the dentist right now. Cause I hate going to the dentist. And I went and I Her parent, felt you know, what you need to know is Callie's parents, especially your dad are oddly obsessed with dental hygiene. Oh my God. They really are. Uh, were you going, when we first started dating, weren't you going every three months? I was going, how often do most people go? Every six months. You were going. Yeah, uh, I was going like every three, but it's because I was going to my parents' dentist and they're like, you have really bad teeth. You need to come every three. Anyways, that's a longer story. But um, my mom was like, you're going to the dentist, get out of the house. And I remember the first time I went out of my house after- our breakup, I felt like a million bucks. I felt so much better just having air on my face and not being in bed and walking around and adrenaline and yeah. And adrenaline, the excitement. Well, you know, just not adrenaline, yeah. but like, you know, um, endorphin just from moving around because I was been in bed for like a week. What are your all-time favorite snacks? Cheez-Its. Mine would probably be ice cream, right? That or I was going to say you love Pringles too. And, uh, we don't no. buy Pringles. No. I mean, I'll eat Pringles, but it's not like... Road trip snacks are Cheez-Its, and then there's this raisinless um, trail mix oh, that we get at Target. It's yeah. so good. It's called like caramel 
something. The only problem. Oh, so there is no problem. Yeah. No. I like that caramel tra- trail mix from Target, except for how chewy the caramel is. Oh, it's so good. But it gets your teeth and like. I love it. I love. Yeah. Um, snacks to me are different for different occasions. Like when I go to a movie, I need to have popcorn and a Coke. Like I could go my entire life with, without drinking a Coke, unless you put popcorn in front of me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so popcorn, like in a movie at the house, Man, I would like. We don't buy a ton of snacks. We can't. We, we can't, can't have ice cream in the house because. Nope. But like, Lay's, rippled potato chips or whatever they're called, with hell of a good sour cream and onion dip. Man, that wouldn't even last two nights in this house. Nope. Brownies, your brownies. I make really good brownies. The Ghirardelli ones, where you mm-hmm. just undercook them enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. What advice do you have for couples with a large age difference? Well, it depends. Like, what's the age difference? Like, 36 and 12? Like, <laughs> I think you should break up. Uh, if someone's referring to our age difference, it's, what, 11 years? Right. The good thing about men and women, generally speaking, is if you're in a relationship where the man is older, 10 plus years, um, it really won't feel like that much of an age difference because men typically- uh, are, are immature. Are immature and women- in general, a little more mature. So I think it doesn't feel like we have a huge age difference. Do you think so? Uh, no, no. Your friends are older and mine are in a different, our friend groups are in different phases of life, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. But I like, um, having a younger wife with single (laughs) friends because it's really fun for me to be the wise old man with dating advice, which he does a lot. Yeah. Like I'm really good he at it. He gives so many of my friends dating advice. Uh do 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 How did you guys meet? We met on Twitter. Callie sent me a direct message and said, I think I should know you. No, that is not what I said. We were both, Jeff was serving on a board somewhere where I was on a committee and I, we had a lot of friends in common and I messaged him and said, we should know each other. And he's like, really? And then we started DMing and we DMed for like 48 straight hours. Uh, why have you stopped doing the reviews of things that stalk us on social media? I loved those. I'm picking those back up in the next couple of weeks. I got zero feedback on them. So I just assumed that people didn't like them. And as it turns out, people do. So, well, and also, didn't we pause them originally for the holidays? No, we just, I was just like, cause I don't think anyone cares. What's happening with the neighbors and the pups? Our dogs hate the woman that lives next door. They're (laughs) they're not so much um, against the husband, but they have. Do you really believe that? Yes. Because (sighs) anytime she's around or through the fence or whatever, Lily, the hair on Lily's back stands on end. They just don't like her energy. Um, Thankfully she has stopped contacting us. So it is what it is. Do you think it's because she's yelled at them before and banged on the fence? Mm -hmm. Or do you think they just pick up on a nasty energy? Hmm. Where are you going to host a meetup so we can meet you? 
Um, I know that we're working. Uh, there's a bunch of meetups. If you're in the Facebook group, um, and this is something that we're going to be better about this this year is trying to do like events and stuff like that. But in the Facebook group, there's uh, it's it's groups. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash Kelly and Jeff slash Kelly and Jeff. Uh, there's a calendar of of meetups, and if we're able to attend one, we'll comment in there so that we can do it. So we're going to try to do more. Um, and I know that there's one trying to be worked out before or after. I forget. But around the Valentine's Day comedy show. And we have Jeff's comedy shows. We're going to be hanging out those. So. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's a meetup either before or after that. Um. So that I think will be the next one, uh, but that's something a thousand percent something that we're going to get better at. All right, let's do three more. Lily is so being being She's put to sleep to by our voices. What is the biggest challenge in your marriage now versus the first year? I don't think there is a challenge in either. I don't either. We really, I mean. People say marriage is hard, honestly, and I don't know if it's because Jeff has been married before, so he has a pretty realistic expectation of marriage, but I really don't feel like our our relationship is not hard, in my opinion. The hard things have been um, the things that happen in life that are hard and being there for each other while they're hard. Yeah, we haven't had to worry about our marriage. Like, I, I was I having lunch with a buddy yesterday, and... I can't remember how we were just talking about the past couple of years, but I mean, gosh, we, Callie and I have gotten our butts kicked. We have not had a break since we got married. For 24 months, like the past two years, like Callie lost both of her grandparents. We had a miscarriage. My man, my mom passed away. We, uh, I got fired and then- There was work drama for like a year before that. There was a, yes, a year and a half worth of- intense drama at my job um just random like financial things that would come up and debt that we had to get paid off and worrying about selling the lake house and just stuff that we haven't our opportunity hasn't or the our marriage hasn't even had the opportunity to be difficult because the rest of life has right so we just kind of have like held on to each other tightly and yes. dealt with life with helmets on. So my buddy, we were just talking about the past couple of years or whatever. And he's like, well, what do you want for 2020? And I'm like, nothing. I don't want there to be, I just want it to be. No exciting events in 2020. Nothing. Boring I want, would be great. Just chill, calm. It doesn't even have to be the whole year. Just give me six months of chill. You know what someone uh, asked me when my friends, we were talking about fighting with our spouses and my two girlfriends looked at me and they were like, you and Jeff don't really fight, do you? And I'm like, we really don't. I mean, we bicker, but in terms of fights that last for days, I, I don't think we've ever done that. No. Uh, does it get confusing referring to the next day as today when you are recording? Yes. It doesn't. The only time it was in the beginning. Now we've gotten used to it. But when I record the pocket podcast last week, I think on the pocket podcast i had like three different tenses because i was just because you didn't know where you were what day it was yeah i've often wondered it how we should handle that because it's different 
in radio, like there was a lot of stuff in radio that was recorded in advance, but we would play it off as though it was live. Mm -hmm. So it was very important to get the tense right because you were trying to fool people. But in the podcast world, everybody knows that, that you're, we record the night before that you're not listening live. I do like the tense thing, the present tense thing, because. I like people feeling like we're walking through their day with them, like whatever that you're going through in your day. If you're getting up in the morning, if you're in your car, I like um, you to feel like we're right there with you. So that's why I don't like past tense. But what I think we have to get better at, though, regarding that is when we screw up, when we say something like if something happened, if we're recording the show on Wednesday night for Thursday and we say something happened yesterday, we should just let that be mm -hmm. rather than go, no, 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 not yesterday, two days ago. Like we should just let it go right. as yesterday because I think that's a distraction. But yes, it is confusing. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. All right, one final question for this round. Did it hurt your feelings when Jeff said your Thanksgiving mac and cheese wasn't good? No. I don't re Did I say that? Yeah, you were like, I didn't like it. I don't care. It wasn't my recipe. I also didn't like, I really feel like Thanksgiving was a whiff this year because I used a different type of potato for my mashed potatoes. And I didn't like those either. And I think you didn't. I, no. I, I, I normally use russet potatoes and I used... Yukon Gold. Yukon Gold, and it, they just weren't the same. Not the same. By the way, people asked for my mashed potato recipe, so I'll have, next time I make them, I'll write it out and post it. But here's the key. Uh, cream cheese and Parmesan and a splash of chicken stock. That's, what, that's the magic. I'll write down the whole recipe, though, for you uh, next time I make mashed potatoes. <laughs>